Jerry Cantrell once said that part of the healing process is sharing with other people who care. In today's society where personal conversations are minimal and social media has taken a toll, let's bring back the concept of talking again. To listen and understand. This is Transparency 101. Hello everyone, this is episode 3 of Transparency 101. For those who are returning, welcome back and thank you so 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 much for your support the outpouring of love is overwhelming to me in a very special way Um, if this is your first time here welcome my name is melanie and this is the transparency 101 podcast where we discuss the hard yet important topics to grow and better understanding one another and to ultimately heal just by having and sharing a conversation so i really hope that you enjoy now Before we get into this episode today, I definitely wanted to just prelude this point by circling back. Um, On my last episode, The Pressures of Marriage, as you age, I made a comment on a brief topic of men showing their emotions. Um, I first alluded to my fact that my man (laughs) should have quote-unquote balls or be less emotional than me as a woman. Now, although I may have my personal preferences, I do not speak for the masses. Um, I've now discovered after speaking with really good friends of mine that as men, just because you have weak moments do not make you weak men. Going forward, or basically not everyone shares the same emotional makeup. So what's most important or more important is that the emotion gets expressed in general. Now with that being said, I do have a guest here with me today to speak just on a vulnerable space that he was in in life. Um, He's one of the biggest and strongest men that I know, not only for his physical stature, but because of what he has the courage to express today and all of his emotions. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Darren Moore. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, great, great, great uh, segue. That was, that was beautiful. I feel honored. I feel honored, you know, grateful. Um, and definitely just first off, thank you for um, bringing me in this space. Thank you for having me on board um, and bringing me in just to talk a little bit about, you know, my story, my truth, who I am, all those good things. Um, just, I guess, to give a little bit of background of myself. First off, introduce myself as Darren Moore. Um grateful to just be in, again, in this uh, particular space. Um, a little bit about me, um, I work in higher education, I work for college and career readiness program, um, you know, master's student uh, degree from, um, I'm sorry, in the topic of college student affairs, so mm-hmm. focusing on student development outside of the classroom, um, just trying to get students pre- prepared with those life skills to help navigate, you know, outside of the academic space more so the social um, importance, the physical, the emotional, all of those things. So being in those spaces definitely exposes me to a lot of things um, that I'm trying to teach my students, but also I have to be aware of within myself. Mm. So being able to navigate those certain spaces and being open to you know, that vulnerable aspect that mm-hmm. you spoke of. 
And, um, you know, I, I definitely feel where you're coming from with that um, emotional piece. And yeah. <laughs> it's important to be in tune with it right. and making sure that you're um, addressing that uh, accordingly, uh, for sure. Um, a little bit about myself. I'm a Delaware State University graduate. Come on, Hornets. <laughs> Hornets. <laughs> yes. um, you know, graduated uh, 2009, uh, member of the Psi Epsilon chapter of Omega Psi Phi Fraternity yes. Incorporated. Root to the breast. Um <laughs> What else? Um, I was a little bit active on campus um, in terms of I was SGA treasurer. Um, I was an RA for a semester. That's a whole other story. Um, let's see. What else? Um, yeah, member of the fraternity and, you know, had an on-campus job and things like that. So a little bit of activeness on campus. Yeah, I remember just, that. Now that I think about it, I was like, man, I did yeah, quite a bit. Which out there. Is, it's so <laughs> funny, you know, how it goes full circle. And now it's led me into my, like, actual career, yeah. you know, from what I've done on campus. So, you know, just showing, man, it's just a great way. It's funny. I studied one totally different thing, mm. and then I went into a whole other capacity. Isn't but that always how that, that Right? It's, 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 but I think that's the importance of college is it really shows you yourself, shows you where you're strong at, shows you where you can always, of oh course, improve. Gosh but also shows you like, no, nah, this is your thriving spot and you can translate that into yeah. a, a career and you pick up so many transferable skills. I mm -hmm. mean, I've had tons of jobs. I've worked, you know, customer service-based jobs. I've worked, um, let me see, like, uh, I guess like loading dock type jobs. I've worked, you know, um, education. I've worked for profit types of jobs and stuff like that. So it's, it's always interesting just to see the types of skills that you pick up over the years mm -hmm. and has nothing to do necessarily nothing with your major, but more so to do with just like a lot of the skills that you acquire. So everything you know, aligns itself and you realize how important, like, okay, that job kind of makes sense with what I'm doing right now. Right. Yeah, right. Oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> but once you discover like your niche, your, yeah. your niche or I guess whatever it's called, mm -hmm. you like, Oh, this all ties back into what I've done previously, exactly. or this makes sense. It was just like, oh, this was in my face the whole time. Yep. Didn't even realize it, you know. So it's, it's awesome, you know, just to be, you know, where I am and just seeing that development. I'm just like, these are the types of things I try to pass down to my current students. Yeah. But, you know, I get it. I was in their shoes before, and I kind of thought I knew everything or <laughs> knew more than I really, really knew at the time. But, you know, it's just one of those things where it's just like, nah, like I'm – this is where I'm from. I'm not too far removed. And, right. you know, this is that. So I was once in your space. So let me help you. So. Yes, that's good. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're giving back, I think that's most. Absolutely. Service. Service. Thing. Service, service sure. is key, you know. Man, so, so um, <laughs> briefly, we did meet at Dell State yes. undergrad. Yes. I was fresh. And yes, <laughs> the homies. Yes, were. and <laughs> we pretty much, like, kept our communication going since then. Always, when I always, realized, always. like, dang, it's been a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, I met you as, like, a super young buck. Like, yeah. you was a baby, baby. <laughs> like, that, like, my, like, love for you is just, like, yo, like, I've seen you from almost, like, infancy, Literally. right? <laughs> you know, like, like adult infancy. Like, you were, like, what, 17? Like, I think you yeah, were 17. You were 17. 18, yeah, right? So, seeing you from, you know, from that and then just developing over the years and just us always having a very, like, cool... Yeah. But real, you know, certain relationship in terms of, no, nah, this is the homies, this is love, like, yeah. this is cool, you know what I'm saying? And I'm one of those people that I'm always, like, cheering for, always love seeing these uh, and vice versa. big things, there, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, You've that's, been out here moving, for sure. You've trying, been a great man. inspiration. Trying, trying, <laughs> trying, you know, but always one of those things was just like, nah, I see you do your thing. Yo, how you doing? You good? You straight? Right. What's up? What's the updates? You know, and, you know, even in moments of, uh, 
shoot, like when you were traveling, and I was just like, oh, you hitting some <laughs> spots that I've hit, you know what I'm saying? If you need any like insight or any um, spaces, you know, check this particular spot out or things like that. Right, right. Or even, you know, at times where, you know, there was, you know, I guess less joyous times, yes. right, to deal with, you know, it was just like, hey, mm-hmm. you good, just checking on you, all those different things. I so. think that's the most important for like relationships people mm-hmm. make it seem like they have to kind of like talk every day yeah no it's no like, no you know a nice check-in is pretty dope too, that's it you know? that's that's legit yeah, yeah. And i think about it you know even in, in all types of relationships i was just like i don't even like talking to people every day <laughs> it's like and i don't have to but you know what i'm saying i am a very big like no nah, just hey what's up you good yeah, yeah or you know vice versa and it's just like oh man i appreciate that that you know um, yes. to be on someone's mind you yeah know, yeah that just makes you feel good so that's of course try to pass the same thing on to you know people who I call friends yeah. and you know just show like no it's all love like this is what it is so. I love it I love <laughs> it sure. that's what makes you awesome for sure oh, man. um with all of that being said yes. there's there's so much again that you know we take upon in life right yes. we don't know what other people are going through because life is just going yeah absolutely. over and just it's just you know, this constant, like, moving along, moving along. And although we do check in, who's to say that anybody really does have time to say, well, this is what I really right. am <laughs> going through. You know, this is what's really happened with me. Now, with that being said, again, um, I definitely want to get into the topic of yes. this episode, which is the bounce back from depression. Man, man, man. <laughs> man. And I have a few caveats in regards to that, you know, but I got you. Okay. Trust me. I got you. All I right. got you. I got you. Let's get into it. Okay. So I definitely want to get into my first question. Um, how and when did you identify that you were depressed and how did your behavior shift from before your start of your depression? Okay. Yeah, so just kind of get into that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when I noticed I was depressed, so a little bit of background, right? So yeah. I, I believe it was, you know, the more that I've been thinking about it, the more that I think that it was triggered at an earlier time, I just mm. didn't necessarily address it accordingly. Mm-hmm. So I'll take you back a little bit um, to from 2013 to 2016, I was living in South Florida. Um, and I was working at an institution, um, and, you know, it was cool, but, you know, it was definitely just a rocky time. Like, mm-hmm. you know, money was low, yeah. um, the pay wasn't the greatest, but to me, I just looked at it like, okay, this is a good opportunity for me to get started and doing what I want to do. You know, there's so many opportunities that could be tied into it. I want to make this happen, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, at the beginning of that time, it was so interesting because I was, um, at the end of a relationship, but it came out of nowhere, like in terms of like how the relationship ended. And so to couple that with moving along with the adjustment, along with the relationship, which will you'll see as a theme, mm. <laughs> it was just like, oh, this is a lot that I'm taking on, you know, and, you know, it kind of like, you know, rocked me a little bit, but it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I'm going to push through, I'm going to push through. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was certain things, like when I really pinpointed it, was probably like 2017. Maybe 2000, 2017. Yeah, probably, probably like end of 2017. Truthfully, um, I was actually living in California at the time. So at the end of, or in mid 2016, I ended up moving to California to um, the Bay Area um, to take on a new job or whatever. And um, of course, my you know being a love self, you know, was also in a relationship at the time and. Um, with um, that, you know, it was just like, okay, it was adjustment. You know, the relationship was, was solid at the time. The move was just new, you know, because I moved totally to the other side of the country, mm-hmm. away from family, away from familiarity, all those things. But I looked at it as a great 
you know, new time to start and things like that. Um, but the more that I and um, engaged in the job that I was in, I saw that it wasn't necessarily the job I thought I was mm-hmm. signing up for. Um, so with that, you know, came a lot of like mm-hmm. transition, but a lot of like just, you know, self-reflecting and a lot of like, even like, oh, I'm not really liking this like I thought I was <laughs> going to. You know, like I thought Those this was gonna, moments. man, what? <laughs> no, I, <hear> you. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be one particular way. Yeah. And this is a whole different way, which I'm not opposed to. And that's not to say, oh, you know, never work jobs that, you know, it's, it's just more so it's certain questions that you need to ask more of to get a better understanding. Of what the position yeah, exact, will be. Yeah. Exactly. And my thing was, oh, no, this is Cali. This is, you know, on the outside, it, it looks like this is what the job is going to be. Yeah. So there's not too many questions that I have about that, but me not understanding, oh, there's a whole underbelly, you know, to this that I haven't, like, even scratched the surface on yet, right. and I should probably, like, ask a little bit more questions mm-hmm. on that. So with that, you know, I, I'm sorry if I'm a little long-winded. No, you're I'm just fine. trying to give, like, context. Take your time, <laughs> please. So um, with that, um, you know, I started just, you know, just run into, like, my, you know, my, my issues of, like, oh, man, I'm not really liking this. Then there was some transition in the department. So my director who hired me ends up leaving within, like, three months of me into my role. Mm-hmm. The way the department was set up, I'm the only person that knows my role, knows my program. Wow. If I have no director so and I'm now just starting, you're the <laughs> I'm, I'm the expert Jeez, after 90 days. And I'm like, I don't know anything and nobody seems to know anything. Or the people right in the fire. That, right. Or the people that do know, they're not teaching me what I should be knowing accordingly. Like, mm-hmm. it's just very roundaboutish, but not very practical, not very hands-on. It's just, oh, you do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, well, what about A, B, and C? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, once you do X, Y, and Z, then you got to do uh, STU, but, you know, A, B, C will come later. And I'm like, well, give me the whole alphabet. Was like, this <laughs> one of those positions that you had a, a background in, or you just kind of stepped in fresh without any knowledge of, or have any, uh, how do you explain it? Like, Experience. Yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it was actually a little bit of both, um, where it wasn't necessarily work that I've done before. So the job was a program coordinator for um, a pre-collegiate studies program. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I've worked in academic advising, I've worked in financial aid, um, you know, I've done you know facilitation for undergrad leadership classes, different things like that. So I'm like, okay, I can translate this into that position. So what, that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, this is a great way of me like honing those skills that I've learned, but also now being able to apply it in a new way. But the position that I took was more so data and um, like admin based in terms of a lot of like data entry, a lot of input, and a lot of those things I never had any experience with. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't explained like what the job was. It was more so like, oh, you know, you'll be in charge of the summer program. But now on top of the summer program, it's also like a enrichment program that I have to like I'm like okay so these I need to collect all these things I need to put together logistics all that it's like yeah but there's also you got to update websites you got to you know send out emails you got to do a lot of like excel spreadsheet stuff and it's like almost like that um that um MJ meme where there was like, oh, when you lied on your resume <laughs> about having Excel skills. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, my Excel skills are very elementary. Like, I know how to access the sheets. <laughs> I know how to input it. the stuff. I know how to make the sums come up, all that. But you're talking about pivot tables right. and all these other things and extracting data. I'm like, um, I'm scratching right. my head more often than I'm, like, doing. So I you think know. we all do that, though. No <laughs> that, like, we it was, all do it, that it on our resume. It was legit that. I promise you, like, real life, that was the meme. Uh, I was, that 
was me. <laughs> but, you know, it was one of those things where it was like, cool, I can learn it. And, you know, I had some professional development to kind of, like, help me better understand. Right. But it was still, like, a, a certain type of expectation. Right. But to fast forward, once a new director came on, it was at the right at the very beginning of our summer program. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of our summer program, which started in June, like the end of June, she comes at the beginning of June. Mm-hmm. Her coming at the beginning of June was, oh, we got to get all this other stuff taken care of from the previous months, or we need just some clarity on certain things. Mm-hmm. Also around this time, my graduate program was ending. Like I was up for graduation. I was like, well, I don't know how this is going to look because this is the start of you know, the program, and if I take this time off to go to graduation, I'm going to miss out on things, Mm -hmm. but I'm so new that I don't know what to do. Man, let me tell you, (laughs) never, ever be loyal to a job like that. Mm. If it's something for yourself, do it. It is what it is, because it's just as quick as they'll let you go. Come on. They'll replace you with someone else. Say that And those certain moments, you cannot get back. So I missed my graduation from my master's program because I wanted to be loyal to them because I'm so new. Man, forget them people. (laughs) (laughs) Forget them people, like, straight up. So with all of that, you know, there was a lot of, you know, with that um, to to go through the summer. I mean, there's a lot. Like, the days are extended. So my days were probably started, like, 7 and ended maybe 6. So it was a lot of logistical updates, a lot of training for the student staff, a lot of phone calls constantly. Even when I'm off work, there was a lot of phone calls. And... That right there was one of those, it just made me very anxious. So, yeah, it sounds to me like you were just pretty much under a lot of stress. A lot of stress. Anxiety. Exactly. And not knowing what was what. And at the time, because I'm still trying to learn my director, it felt like I couldn't do anything right. Mm. Because when I'm talking to her, it just always, I always felt like the mess ups, like her responses Mm -hmm. made it feel like it was my mess up. And I'm, I guess, what they call an empath, right? So Mm -hmm. when things happen and people feel some type of way, I feel like, yeah, I carry, you know, whatever that is. And I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm taking things a lot harder than Mm -hmm. I probably should have. So those are, you know, triggers right there. And I was just like, oh, I got to get up out of here because I'm noticing that this isn't, um, conducive, you know, to, mm-hmm. to me being my best self or right, whatever. And, right. and that's not very, uh, that's not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's not, I'm, I'm not being put in my best light right. or whatever. So that was that. Um, and, you know, just continue a continuation. So summer ends, we're going to the fall, all those things. And I just never felt like I ever caught up from when, you know, things were just in transition. And so it just always felt like either I was under the gun or just I wasn't doing enough. And there was just certain things that would happen. I would just notice like, my desire and stuff just started to like fall behind and you know I started to feel like a lot more anxious and you know there was a lot more struggle in my relationship than needed to be and it just felt like uh, I just felt things turning you know what I'm saying downhill and I'm just like something's not right here something just feels off I'm not my normal self I'm starting to feel heavier in terms of spirit in terms of energy just mm-hmm. a lot darker different things like that and so you know that's when I really started noticing that things um, weren't in the best position um, to answer your question mm-hmm. ultimately. And it tr- truly triggered, I think, around that time. And I think it was just like a culmination. It was just so much going on that I never had time to process. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay, you're taking all this in, moving on, taking more in, moving on, and never dumping, never mm-hmm. you know, doing the work to, you know what I'm saying, process, assess, and move forward. So I think just, that's what I kind of got from what you were saying altogether. You... <laughs> you left 
everything you knew on the East Coast mm-hmm. to go to the West Coast. You start a new job that you find is completely horrible. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and your relationship's not going well. You're having to take upon all of this extra, you know, mm-hmm. responsibilities and duties. And then you got graduation. Mm-hmm. And it just sounds like you weren't able to even have time for just yourself. Yeah, no. It, it, and that was one of the things that I don't think I ever had really time to make time for myself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't give myself that type of grace but I also didn't allow myself to you know detach to Mm. you know actually like just you know how to recenter yourself I know like isolation is my thing and Mm. not in terms of isolation like I don't want to be bothered but I love being by myself in terms of if I need to recharge if I need to reset you know and sometimes in relationships you can't do that you know it's just like oh you need attention because this whole week I've been like so busy with work so now the weekend's here and I'm like, oh, shoot, like, I got to give you some type of attention or you're expecting these types of things. And mm-hmm. I didn't know how to necessarily verbalize, like, what I needed because I didn't want it to come off like I'm pushing away, mm-hmm. but also how to express those things. So I'm learning all these things on mm-hmm. the fly. And this is this is 30-year-old me. Like, this <laughs> oh, is, my God. You know, so I'm like, oh, shoot, right. like, I'm... I haven't taken the time to fully, you know what I'm saying, do the things yeah. that I needed to do to do the work on self that I needed to. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Man. Listen, yeah. you guys. Self, <laughs> self uh, time to yourself. And, and And just that, that space to be to yourself is so important. Yes. I am a advocate. Yes. Do you hear me? Yes. <laughs> of spending time with yourself Got just to, to recharge Got or to. just to not pick up the phone for once mm-hmm. or answer a text message. Literally, when it, especially with work and everything being chaotic mm-hmm. or if there's just so much going on throughout the week, like being home on a weekend and turning off your phone yes. and not picking anything, unless it's yes. an emergency, like, which usually it isn't. It, it really isn't, ever. <laughs> Leave me alone. Exactly. Seriously. Exactly. But um, no, yeah, that's, that's, that's super important. Um, so did you recognize it as a depression immediately or did you deny it when you first learned what it was? Well, that's a, that's even more of like the the caveat that I was talking about um, earlier. You did say that you just felt anxious. Yeah, I felt like super anxious, and I just you know, but I didn't know you know what I'm saying like I didn't know that those were things. Mm. Like, and even still, like I haven't even to this day I haven't technically been diagnosed mm. because I haven't gone to therapy mm. per se. Okay, but. And it's not because I'm not, um, it's not because I'm scared. It's not because I'm not advocating to attend therapy. It's one of those things where I now feel settled enough to where I can actually locate a therapist. And and also in California, especially in the Bay Area, there's not a lot of black faces Mm. in spaces. Like, I mean, I think where I was was maybe about 2% black people. Um, So to even get my black fix, I had to travel to do things like, for instance, like at the time, I mean, I was, you know, in the, in the pre growing my hair stage. I remember but, you were telling me about <laughs> yeah, that phase. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, I did I'm tell you. It's like an hour drive, <laughs> you know, to do those things. And I'm like, if I constantly have to go drive an hour for blackness, for like blackness, I wanted, <laughs> right, I wanted, you know, my, my black experience. I wanted my black doctors. Right. I wanted my black folks. I wanted my black food. You know, so all right. those things. And like, I have no problem with you know, um, being in 
ethnically diverse mm-hmm. populations at all. Like I'm a military brat, so mm-hmm. I moved all over when I was a kid. And I'm used to being around different cultures. But as an adult, I know what helps me center. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, let me get my like slice of blackness yeah. high. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me have that yeah. close by. Mm-hmm. And if I have to travel an hour to do so, that's going to kind of deter me to do mm-hmm. a lot of the different things. So when I wanted, you know, my black therapist, it was going to be tough because if everybody that's not from here feels like me and they all have to travel, yeah. then guess what? That black therapist is going to be booked. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Or even, for instance, there was a black dentist in the neighborhood, like in the area that I was living in at the time. This is January, for instance. She didn't have any free openings until June. What? As a black dentist, because she's so booked. And I'm like, if you're the only black dentist that's in this area, and I gotta wait six months to see you, my teeth about to fall out my mouth. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, things like that. So, you know, just to give a little context on that, but now, you know, I'm back on the East Coast, I'm in the DMV area, and, you know, I also, there's a lot better resources that centralize a lot of things. So, you know, somebody actually pointed me to a resource of locating a black therapist. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm feeling like I'm a little bit more settled in my move, my job, things like that, I'm like, cool. I now have a better understanding of what I want. So now mm-hmm. I know how to address it. Because that was the one thing I was scared of was not knowing how to address and how to express what I felt. But now I'm like, okay. I'm ready to spill, like, mm-hmm. tell all, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. let's pull up, you know and what I'm saying? And I think that's so important because, and not to for anyone, you know, to take this any type of way no, or the all. wrong way. And but, this is my experience, Yeah, of by course. The way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely that. But, like, I feel that there is, there is a great amount of importance, right, for uh for people to be, not necessary to be around, but to connect with people who look like them. It's, mm-hmm. it's all about representation, you know what I mean? So I get how like being away and then having to travel just to get, like you said, your experience mm-hmm. felt, I don't know, like a little, uh, I don't know, was it was it kind of, uh, what, what feeling did that give you? Like the, the fact that that wasn't around you yeah no um it it was definitely a culture shock for sure because mind you i'm from richmond virginia it was either black or white that was how i grew up i went to delaware state hbcu historic you know majority black population except for maybe the baseball team or something like that (laughs) you know what i'm saying but you know cool i was centered in my blackness like i knew you know what i was exposed to um i lived in south florida which is majority caribbean um, influence, yes. you know, and of course, like you had, I, I lived in Fort Lauderdale, and I would mm-hmm. say Fort Lauderdale is probably majority black, whereas Miami would be uh, majority uh, Latinx or mm-hmm. um, Hispanic uh, populations or whatnot. Um, but me being in Fort Lauderdale, I'm used to seeing blackness. I mm-hmm. can go to the airport. It's like ten black people. That doesn't, that doesn't <laughs> shock me or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and. You know, just moving around Florida in general, I knew where my barbershop was. Mm-hmm. Every you know, every other week, I had my little standard appointment, my little fifteen dollars for the cut. You know, my little three dollars for the tip. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I knew those things. Right. So the Bay Area was a shock in all those aspects because one, also too, location. I mean, even during like the Great Migration, there wasn't a lot of. I mean, a lot of black people were going to these spaces, right? But you know, going to Oakland, going to Los Angeles, but also you know, being pushed out of those cities. Um, more so as time progressed when you now look at gentrification. So, mm-hmm. you know, Oakland wasn't as black as Oakland used to be, but it was still 
the epicenter of like blackness in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was Oakland, San Francisco, and I lived in San Jose. And, you know, I tell people all the time, like, they were like, oh, how far are you? I'm like, well, if you put up the Bay, like shaped like a V, you know, on the left side of San Francisco, on the right side is Oakland at the top, and then at the center where they meet, where the V meets, you know, that's where San Jose was. So that's my distance, either left up to San Francisco, right up to Oakland, and, you know what I'm saying, like that, but that's an hour distance. And no, it's not even just an hour, just straight shot. It's a very, like, it's a tough ride, you know, mm. because, like, I mean, you're going through mountains and different things like that, and it's not crazy, but it's just like, oh, this... This, this is a is bit a much, butt. right? Yeah. This is a hike. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, just like I said, with my barbershop, when I'm in um, South Florida, I knew what it was. Mm. Get to the Bay, it was hard to find a black barber. Mm. When I did, it was like, oh, it's $40 for just a shape up. I'm like, $40? <laughs> like, that's crazy. But that's also Silicon Valley. So it's majority of tech folks. So if mm. you're not working at like Amazon, if you're not working at, you know, Google or um, Apple or any of those places, then you kind of don't really matter. So it was just a true culture shock where more value was placed on, you know, the money in your pocket, but mm-hmm. along with the industry that you're in versus you as a person. I wasn't used to navigating in a space like that. Mm-hmm. So it was just, you know, steady, steady adjustment. And, you know, it kind of like shook my confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even going to lie. My confidence took a big hit, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, during that time. I and, can imagine. And, and even yeah. friends, when all boys was like, yo, like, I think I think you don't feel as confident as you were. And I was just like, yes, yo, yo that's like, so deep. When you, I, oh, wow. What? And this Goodness. is my boy. And I'm like, and I don't, I'm not taking it like it's an offense. I'm just like, damn, you really see no, me. Yeah. Like, you see like this Because uh, knowing impact. who you were right. and then transitioning to be Man, in this space what? and now hearing you like, Doubt and go through these. That's it. Yes. Even the simplest of doubts. I understand that so clear. The simplest of doubts. Like when it came to even something as simple as, you know, do you think that you can, you know, bounce back from this job or bounce back from these, Mm. you know, particular like defeats? You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, I I don't know. There's so much. I never was an insecurity. I I was never a I don't know type of guy. I would have like, an answer or I would know I'd be a little bit more sure of myself mm. or even if I wasn't sure I could fully answer man I got this I'll right. handle this no I was like oh I gotta think <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. like oh this is real oh, you know wow. so you know there was a lot you know that that took place um you know in regards to that so I hope I'm not going up too off topic no with your you're questions. fine okay okay cool cool yeah so you transitioning back over to the East Coast, you said you were able to find um, a black therapist or someone whom you were able to talk to, someone that looked like you, someone yeah, who no. can relate to you, who understood. Well, even even still there. Okay, okay. <laughs> Not yet. I still haven't even just yet. But how I figured out where I was was more so just through reading. Mm-hmm. My own, like, um, like uh, what is the word, research. Okay. Um, in regards to, like, what is going on. And what am I dealing with? So I'm starting to read like all these articles and just kind of like consume knowledge because I wanted to better understand where I was. Um, and before, again, I sought the, um, before I sought actual like help right. or whatnot. And also just being confident of in the job that I was doing, like, and so sadly, man, in this country, I'm just, it just triggered another thought. Mm. Like without a job, healthcare is not as accessible you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you're bene- like, m- majority yeah. of our benefits have to come from us being employed and right. things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, and that was another thing when I was in the Bay transitioning. I was, so, after, so with that Stanford job, I actually ended up getting fired from. 
Um, which, okay. of course, right, of all things, I'm right. getting fired. I'm just like, that just really was like, yo, okay. what is going on? I'm, mm. I'm in the Bay. This rent ain't going to pay itself. What's next? Like, that was my only thing is just I can't be homeless because that's out there. That's all you see is tent cities. Right. And I'm passing by people every day as I'm getting on the train to go to work. I'm passing by people just posted up. I mean, tents full, mm. garbage bags full, sleeping bags full. And I'm just like, yo, I cannot. This can't be. Right. I didn't move out here for this. Right, right. You know, so I'm just like, yo, what's, what's my hustle? What's next? How can I get at least make sure that I can piece myself together until I can get back on my feet? So had pretty much drained my savings, credit card, debt through the roof, all those things. So, again, these are other things that heighten, you know what I'm saying, like that that confidence shaker, um, things that make you feel a little more anxious, things mm-hmm. that just kind of like shake your confidence, you know, the, uh, to the core or whatnot. So, you know, from that, then transitioned into what I thought was another job, which is funny because they, I'm like, oh, this is the work that I've been wanting to do, working with these types of students, this type of demographic. After a week, they was like, oh, you got to go to HR. I'm like thinking, like, oh, okay, cool, it's training. <laughs> they was like, oh, no, we don't think you're a good fit. I'm like, wow. after a week? I was like, I haven't even done anything. Like, They're just like, oh, yeah, we just, you know, mm, we just don't think you're a good fit. And I'm just like, huh? Uh, okay, that doesn't make any sense. And I still have not even to this day made sense of it, what they were looking for, what they wanted, what they didn't want. But it was just me. Mm-hmm. And then, again, these are things that continue to shake your core. Yes. So transition. Blow after blow. <laughs> blow after blow. No, so I'm it. taking it on the, the chin. The rain. Definitely. What? I'm like, you know, it's a monsoon now. Listen, like, I'm I'm swamped with no raincoat. I get it. And it's, 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 I'm, like, drenched. And I'm just like, all right, cool. So then transitioned actually into another role, which um, it was part-time. So with that, there were no benefits, but it was a check. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing where I was just like, all right. You know, it it is what it is. I got to do what I got to do. And I was just like, just God, please don't let me get sick. Please don't let me have to go to the hospital. Please don't let there be anything that I can't necessarily manage. But right. during that time, I really started to, like, get on my reflect. Like, where am I? Where am I trying to go? How am I going to get there? So that was really my time to have my, to myself, to mm-hmm. center, but to really fi- figure out my next steps. And then that's what eventually led me coming back to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and even now, you know, I'm still transitioning per se, but I'm in a whole lot better space. I mean, you know, the credit card debt is gone now, thank God. <laughs> right, you know, say so right. shout out to Financial Freedom. <laughs> um, um, you know, and, um, you know, just really like now the focus is on getting back to my full self. But even at the move that I made out here, my mood has changed. Mm. Um, even in conversations, my friends was like, yo, you got your light yes. back. You know, I hear it in your voice. You sound good. Even my mom was like, yo, you're a whole lot lighter. Wow you know, energy-wise than you were the last time that you were out here before you moved. I think it goes to show that you have to know what works for you. Absolutely. You know, you have to know where you are and what makes you tick. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's really deep. You had mentioned that, you know, those without health care don't get access or those without jobs don't get access to health care. Right. Not as easily. Not as easily. Because it it still costs. But if I don't have a job to pay for health care and I'm not too sure, you know, how it works, like, you know, like with government, like benefits and different things like that. Right, right. But it ain't as easily accessible as it is, like, if you have employee-based benefits and Mm -hmm. things like that. But I'm still in the discovery stage there yeah, yeah. of trying to figure out the type of therapist that I want, who do I want, and right. where it's going to go. But honestly, not even with the young kids say capping <laughs> today. I legit, no I want, 
I, I was listening to something the other day, but I, this is and this made me think about what I wanted when it comes to a therapist. Mm-hmm. I want a woman as a therapist. Oh, as opposed to a man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Wow. And nothing against my men, but I know where my comfort comes from. Different. And I feel that when it comes to just like a lot of like, and this this is again my own experience when it comes to a lot of that deep emotional like dumping and and talking and discovering you know i find talking to women about that to be a lot more comforting Mm. than actual like men and that could just be just in regular conversation but then to me it's like oh if i get once i you know find me a therapist that's exactly what i want you know so now i started seeing things about um was I think it was black girl therapy or something with black girl therapy, something around that. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out to a friend of mine that's a therapist, um, and I was just like, hey, I was like, I know you're not in this area, but can you send me some um, some info or give me some links or, you know, just point me in the right direction of I'm looking for um, a black, you know, woman therapist mm-hmm. or whatever. And she was just like, yeah, she's like, check this link out, you know, things like that. So I'm still in my research stages of who do I want, um, but also making sure that they cover my insurance <laughs> yeah. um, and all those things, yeah. too. You know, but also um, people that are accessible because, you know, I want to start almost I, I pretty much want to start like now because now I feel mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at a stage where I'm now ready to, you know, um, heal fully. You know what I'm saying? Right. And what I mean by that is, you know, I for me, I'm, I'm one of those people where I like to just get a better understanding before mm-hmm. I take it to other people, you know, with what my problem is. Right. Um, and that's just what I want to do um, now. So I'm still, like, in those very, very beginning stages. But mm-hmm. I acknowledge where I am, the work that I want to do, mm-hmm. and, you know, the outcome that I'm ultimately, like, seeking. You know, because there's a lot of, like, it could be tied into so many other things, and it's always stuff that comes up where I'm just like, yeah, I need to speak to somebody about right, this, right, that, right. and the third. Right. So <laughs> I'm still like there, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, but I know that even myself, it's a constant work in progress. Right. And it's one of those things where I don't think you ever fully heal, mm-hmm. but I think you learn how to better manage. Right. And that's just what I want to make sure that I'm better managing because I don't want to not address what's going on with, and whatever. Even if I'm in a good space, I still want to be able to talk and make sure I'm staying you know, in those good spaces, right. but how do I do so? Or, you know, what do, what's the meaning behind some of these things that I've, like, encountered? And not even just from what happened in California, but, you know what I'm saying, what about what's going on in life? Or, you know, are there things that I haven't even fully addressed? Or how do I address the right. things that I haven't yet talked about, you mm-hmm. know, in life in general? So, you know, just different things like that. Just trying to become a, a, a full person, you know, so. I, um... I'm glad that you're definitely working on it. I think the first step is to acknowledge that, you know, something isn't right and to definitely take that, like, that measures into seeking some assistance or talking about it, you know? I'm actually surprised that you said you would rather talk to a woman. Most men, um, at least the the few that I've talked to, have expressed that they would rather because it's a it's a man thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I will want because men better understand what men go through or that you know. And I don't know. They're, yeah, it's, they're... it's a good thing. No, no, no. And not even to cut you off. No, it's but fine. I'm thinking like even for myself, right? When it comes to um, 
relationships or, or not even relationship, like whether it's friendship, whether it's um, a romantic, whether it's a persona, you know, all those things. Um, I just think of like my easier conversations come with women. Come with women. And, 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 and that because men aren't what? As, oftentimes, at least in my experience, right? Because right. I don't want nobody trying to say, oh, he don't know what he's talking about. No, no. In my experience, when it comes to in-depth conversations, um, I've been able to have a lot of those easier with women mm-hmm. than I have had with my homeboys. Um, and I do have, you know what I'm saying, a couple of friends that, you know, we can talk deep. We can have those deep dives, but they're few and far in between. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, with women, and I guess it's because, like, just the majority of my family was majority women. I had an mm-hmm. older sister. You know, me and my older sister are, you know, super tight. And so, you know, I can have a lot of conversations with her and, and vice versa, mm-hmm. you know, where we're talking about, you know, so many things. We're uncovering, you know, our, um, you know, emotions about certain things or how we feel around certain things. And I did guess I've just always found that to be easier. So then I was just like, okay, it makes sense for that to translate in my personal life when it comes to, you know, just talking and engagement with, um, with friends or other people or whatnot. It's just always been easier with women right. than it has more so with the men like in my circle and not to say that it, it doesn't happen but I know for myself it just it's is, not as no nah, it's not frequent. as prevalent as, as right. I would want it to be mm-hmm. you know and I guess it's one of those things oh you have to be intentional you have to set your ground all those things tell people what you want what you expect man mm-hmm. guys don't talk about that not, <laughs> not, not regularly yeah you know but I was you know I mean like we'll say things like oh man you, you know what I'm saying like not like to get over it mm-hmm. but it's just like dang like we don't know how to talk about right. it and I think that's what um, it boils down to, and you know, oftentimes, sadly, as men or as young as young men, as boys, we're not fully given the space to open up our emotional like spectrum in terms of how we feel, how we want to feel. Just because I think now we're progressing into that, where there's it seems to be a lot more spaces available for young men to have and to to talk about where they're feeling. But mm-hmm. us growing up, you know, my generation just us us. 80s babies and us millennials you know what I'm saying like we weren't given that space and opportunity it was our our peoples just had to go off of what they knew right Mm -hmm. and they weren't they didn't have a lot of those resources whereas now no we got a lot more resources we and it's encouraged it's It's definitely more encouraged even in conversation exactly exactly so I mean we're getting there but I just know in general just and, and that's why my path has been you know in the way that it has of me being having those better conversations around women than necessarily with, you know, my, my uh, fellow male peers, so yeah. now, you know, in regards to that. And that's cool. You know, it is yeah, what it, it is. is. You know, it, it's whatever works for you. Right. But I know I'm just one of those people that's like, no, I got to get this out. But I also want somebody to engage with me back, not just, oh, man. Yes. I feel you, bro. Like, that's word. That's I crazy. agree. You know, like, no, <laughs> give me more than that. Like. Right, right. No, I agree 1,000%. It's, it's all about, like you said, finding the, the right person or that's people it. in yeah. your life. That's yeah, it. Yeah, sure. And definitely surrounding yourself like that, man, your, your circle of influence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, your peoples that you can be like your, your venting board, your, mm-hmm. your, your sound board, you know, those people that you can like, nah, you can, you can get these things off. You can, this is your space to vent. You know, I tell my friends that all the time, you know, where it's going through, you know, one of my, my friends just went through something, um, recently, you know, ended up losing his mom. Mm. And this was, this was my guy, you know what I'm saying? And I was just like, yo, like, I'm, I just reached out to him on the regular just to check in on him. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's like, oh man, this, this just happened. And I was just like, I remember you were telling me she was sick, but I didn't realize, you know, that it had progressed sick, there, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I was just like, well, look, 
you know, I know that you're, you know, handling things over there on that end, but, you know, if need be, I'm here and not even on some, like, I know exactly what to do, but mm-hmm. if you just want to vent, if you want to crack jokes, if you just need, you know what I'm saying, an ear, you know, all those things, you always know you can turn to me. And oh. and I try to tell my friends that, like, let them know, like, hey, I'm here mm-hmm. in whatever capacity you need me to. Maybe not financially, because I ain't quite there right, yet. Right, right, right. But, you know, emotionally, you know, um, spiritually, all those things, I want to try and assist because I would hopefully get the same thing from my friends in that instance. But also, I want my friends, uh, I mean, I want to know that I can tell my friends these mm-hmm. things and not feel like I have to shut myself off, you know, when it comes to that. That was definitely something I was going to allude to. I feel that when someone else offers their uh, presence or just communication with someone who's gone through something is usually because they know how it feels mm. to you know not have someone like that or to have some like people in their lives like that so it's all about like showing grace when grace is given yes okay. say that again <laughs> say that again snap snap yes. snap so yes. i definitely i can understand and it's so hard too when you find people who don't have people that they can talk to or don't have conversations with other people because they don't know how to do that. Right, you know? right. And no, you you actually hit it on the head, mm-hmm. um, you know, with that one. And that's one of the things I've always operated out of is just being, like, like there's a saying that I say, it was just like, just be the person that you mm-hmm. needed when you were, you know, going through or That's be it. the person that you needed growing up. Yeah. And I'm just like, I think I've always operated out of that. Or the person who was that for you. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. And it's like another way of service, yeah. right? Paying it for it, you yeah. know, or reaching back to pull others for it yes. as you're going through something or as they're going through. It's just like, no, like, this is who I am and I'm open book. And, and I think for myself, what allowed me to come to these levels is, again, I said, because of the work that I do. I work around so many different personalities and so many different student populations and my students are going through things I probably could never think of you know or or, or things I could imagine going through you know I'll just say you know life has been fortunate you know to to an extent and but I'm not so removed to where I don't know what's going on or I'm not aware and not even just out of you know studying this isn't academics this is just life stuff like thank God for uh, Delaware State University because (laughs) <laughs> because <laughs> I was exposed to so many different ways of life amongst black folks. Yes. Like, you know, just growing up, you just think, oh, you know, black is black. You know, black looks like this. No, black can look however yes. we want it to look. You know I what I'm got a culture shock within blackness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ex- that, exactly. And I didn't even <laughs> I understand. Yes, yeah, same. And I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. you can do this and be black? <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Like, I that will makes... never forget when I was introduced to Go-Go, and I was like, black people listen to this? Right. Like, oh my this God. is different. Yeah, oh, my gosh. <laughs> or even stuff like, um, you know, a lot of uh, a few friends of mine are from, like, Lower Delaware. Like, yes. you know, from, well, yeah, from, yeah, like, out your way, yeah. So, like, you know, like the Lewis, the Milfords, mm-hmm. the, I think it's Seaford? Seaford, Yeah, that down that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, like y'all are country <laughs> but not just country like y'all are like into like what quote unquote white stuff yeah. like oh you like to fish yes or, you know i do saying, enjoy that right, right right or you like you like um you know skinny jeans and you know this was like at the beginning you know say before it became mm-hmm. like you know and i was just like but no blackness ain't blackness isn't just yeah, this it's little not, box it's no, so it's, diverse it's not a monolith within, you know yeah. what i'm saying like it's it's not a monolith at I all agree. like we're so we're 
we're such beautiful people. We can do and adapt and live in so many different capacities yes. and own our blackness in those spaces. And so that was just, you know, uh, like I said, thank goodness, because I was exposed to the different ways in which black people operate. Mm-hmm. So when I'm somewhere and people be like, oh, man, you know, we can't be around like, you know, those rowdy blacks. And I'm just like, no, nah, black is black. That's how they express themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I was like, but we can't allow, you know, just because we feel like we have like, um, uh, like our education and whatever, whatever, that mm-hmm. we're different or better than them. I right. was like, maybe that wasn't on that radar. Maybe mm-hmm. they didn't have those privileges or those opportunities. Almost like that um, the school day scene, you know, with um, the locals and the students that were in, you know, college or whatnot, mm-hmm. and they got into the argument about, um, you know, y'all think y'all better than us because y'all got an education, where it's just like, nah, like, we're just, you know, this was what our path was. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, you know, we didn't, want to necessarily go the route of those before us in terms of work was the only thing, mm-hmm. the only option. School didn't really seem like a realistic, you know, opportunity. But right. yeah, that, <laughs> not no. to go up on a tangent. No, but, you're fine. You know, you're just fine. talking about, you know, the different thing, <laughs> differences in regards to that. So, yeah. Um, just to circle back, we yeah, you discussed that when you were when you were in California, you was in a relationship. Was it long distance, or was she there with you? No, she was actually in um, California. So it initially was long distance. So okay. part of what fueled the move was moving closer. Okay. Um, so she, again, she was in Oakland, you know, and I was in San Jose. So that was, you know, I mean, an hour. It, it is what it is. An hour is much better than me being in Florida and her being in California. I'll do that any day of the week. Right. You know what I'm saying? To, to compare it to a five-hour flight or whatever. So, you know, that was that. So, um, you know, what actually... Where we're, you know, in that relationship and, you know, managing, maintaining, continuing to learn each other. Mm-hmm. But then she, we were both finishing up our graduate programs at the same time, actually. So once she finishes, she's in her job hunt process. Once she's job hunting, she actually ends up getting a job in Colorado. Mm. I'm not going to Colorado. Right. <laughs> so I was like, so you mean to tell me I moved out here to be closer and you're moving away? I was like, how, you know, that's another shift. Yeah, so many shifts. Yeah, I put in, you know, so much energy to get, you know, to this level in support of us. And then now you're now moving here. So my energy now has to readjust on top of everything else. And I was just like, um. So on top of the fact that you were stressed at your job, you were focusing on graduating college right. or your, with your master's and you just moved for this woman who now accepted a job somewhere else right you of course we discussed you were going through anxiety and right, stress right, right. how did that affect your relationship uh it affected it big time because i didn't know um i, I just it was almost one of those things where it was kind of like you just felt yourself going through the motions of okay cool you know i talked to you We'll chop it up, but like you made this move, and now I felt it. And I, I, I'm sure I'm, uh, I'm directing this incorrectly in terms of mm-hmm. how like I'm feeling. I could possibly be doing you know incorrect, but I was just like, man, I felt that was selfish as hell. And so <laughs> I'm trying to wow. process, yeah, you know that that aspect. And I was just like, yeah, there was no ring, you know, so I can't control what you know. And, and even mm. if there was a ring, there wouldn't have been control, right? But just saying, like, okay, maybe that's how she's looking at it. Well, there's no ring, so I'm going to do what I need to do with best for me, and I completely understand that. But also, mm. if I made a decision that kind of included both of us, right. I would hope I get the same type of grace in return. So, you know, it was just, I'm like, damn, like, 
am I incorrect to not really want to support this, but I can't stand in the way? Like, I'm so torn. Like, that is such a tough place to be in because of the fact that there is no title and it's so hard. Right, right, right. Like, I mean, like, you're my girlfriend. Like, I'm claiming you were in this together. We're doing this, but you're not my fiance. Yeah, we're not engaged to be married. You know, we're not married. Can I say no? I can say no, but you can still do it anyway. If I say no and you still do it anyway, does that mean that we end? Like, and I didn't want it to be like that. And I was just like, okay, you know, let me just try to be the supportive boyfriend. Let me just, okay, do your thing, do what you got to do. This works. Makes it makes sense. You know, you you weren't getting the offers that you wanted here, or that made sense here. If this is the only place that's offering you that. But then with that, what's the expectation for me? Am right. I expected to now move out there? Right. Are you expecting me to come visit regularly? Like So much yeah, happening it, at once. Exactly. Man. On top of everything else. So, yes, that was greatly impacted, I'll say. And I think that was one of those, you know, the kind of like, that was straw number one in the camel's back. You know what I'm saying? So, or straw number 100. You know what I'm okay. saying? It's, it's, so, it wasn't quite broke yet. <laughs> it's almost it there, was, man, though. It was hurt. It was what? <laughs> It was hurt. Limping at this point, a little shaky in the knees. Definitely weak in the knees. So that was that was where I was with that. So it was greatly impacted for sure. Like there was no no doubt about that. But I'm like, can I show that? Can like I didn't know the space that I had to like express that. So So in that space, I can only imagine because I'm a visual person. Right. So I'm trying to imagine with all this extra stuff going on now. Your girl is leaving the state, and you're like trying to. Be supportive at the same time. You're like kind of pissed, right? Oh, absolutely. And absolutely. you are like probably, I don't know, in my mind, I see you having conversations with her. They're pretty surface. You want to tell her what's going on for real. You but know me you're so well. <laughs> so well. I'm just imagining yeah. what could be going through your mind. Yeah. You're, you're thinking, okay, I want to be supportive, but I really want to tell you like how I feel. Yeah, absolutely. Right? That's exactly what it was. And a lot of, um, you know, phone calls were you know, very, like, radio silent. You know, mm. it was just, you know, I, I can be happy for you. I can be excited. and But I'm also hoping that you don't have the same experience like I've been having mm. professionally, you know, with this new job. So, you know, that was my main thing. It's like, you know, even at the end of the day, you know, I do, of course, still care. It's jacked up, but I just wouldn't want you to go through this. And I understand what it's like being away from home and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's an adjustment and all those things. So, I mean... You know, it's funny. I mean, I don't even talk to her, you know, to this day, and that's just on myself. Wow. I'm, I'm very, I'm very, very childish <laughs> um, when it petty. comes to that. Not, not even petty, because it wasn't like on some, you know, oh, don't talk to me, don't. I'm just, and I'll, I'll admit, you know, as great as I am, and as wonderful as a person as I am in this life, you know, I just have this one slight flaw. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> but um, in all seriousness, I just felt like, you know, I was like, okay, well, once the relationship ends, then what we got to talk about? Yeah. So the relationship ends, and I'm just like, well, we have nothing to talk about, so I won't be reaching out to you. And I, yes, that's very childish. Very, very childish <laughs> on my behalf. And it is what it is, you know. And I was just like, okay, I acknowledge <laughs> like it. Just is what yeah, it is. I was like, I acknowledge but that. But you're working you know? on yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, and I, I acknowledge, like, okay. Uh, and it was just something I held on to for a long period of time mm-hmm. and, uh, in, in regards to that type of behavior. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, and for what reason? There was no reason. It wasn't anything like, talk, we weren't in each other's throats. There was really barely hardly any arguments. It was just like, oh, like, you did this. I felt like semi-betrayed, you know, in mm-hmm. a sense. And it was just like, oh, well, there was no coming back from that, even mm-hmm. though it wasn't that deep, truly. It was just, no, nah, you, you chose yourself. 
I should have chose myself and not us. Mm. And, you know, this could have been a whole lot different than what it was. So you're telling me to this day you guys haven't even talked about that. No, there was no, there's been no discussion since, since the breakup. And mind you, the breakup was in the midst of all of this. Now like, I know. I can I'm imagine. just like, I, and the breakup was like, I'm at probably one of my, like, I'm at my lowest low. Like, right. I'm trying to figure out what is next. Like, I just got fired from that second job. <laughs> it's the start of the summer. Right. You know, it's like. You're trying to figure out where you what, I'm, to go. Yeah, I'm figuring out what's yeah. next, all those things. And she's like, oh, you know, um, I don't think it makes sense for us to, for this to continue. And I was just like, I can't even push Damn. back. I can't even fake. I can't even fake push back. Yo, just let <laughs> the rain cloud just be over your head as you're walking, right. like every day. Right. Like that right. might as well just happen. Yo, legit, legit. But you know, and, and I think I was just at like, the point. What? So it, it, this had been months. You know, she. This was like oh, what, August 2017, and she was like, "Oh, I'm taking this job, or I'm moving for this job." And so this is summer 2018. That you know, she's like, "Well." I'm, this doesn't make sense for us to continue. And I'm just like, <laughs> I can't even fake. Like, right. like, at like that no, point, baby, no, like, right. don't leave. I was just like, oh, I guess you're right. Okay. Well wow. then, um, cool. You know, that's what it is. She was like, yes, yeah, I, I don't. I was like, okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> like, so we pretty, we, we touched on this earlier, yeah. um, kind of briefly, but I kind of want to get into the, like, in-depth with, with this next question. Yeah, um, yeah. As, so there's this huge stigma, right, oh, um, yes. in our society that, especially the black culture, yeah. uh, that we don't talk a, a lot about depression or man. what it is that we're going through. Um, as a black man, you're told so often to be tough and to mm-hmm. be a man. What are your thoughts on that now, given that you went through what you went through? I mean, did you man. cry? I know that you said that you tried to speak to some of your friends, and some of your friends definitely told you, yo, I think you're just, you know, that you're not yourself. Yeah. But what took place beyond that, like recognizing that they were able to recognize that you weren't yourself? Did you further discuss what you were going through? Did you have moments where you broke down and shed tears or, you know, talk about it? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. That's, um, those are some, some wonderful questions, first of all. And shout out to you. First of all, okay, listen, what I want to say in, in, I didn't come up with all of these questions yeah, by yeah, myself. Yeah. I want to give a huge shout out to my creative director, Manali. She definitely helped oh, me that's dope. with shout some of Manali. these questions. Yes. So, um, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. No, this, this is like super well. awesome, like for sure. Like, yeah. and again, like I said, even though I, man, I'm so proud of you, bro. Like, seriously, like, <laughs> let me just like pause real quick in the, in the you know, commercial break. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'm super proud of you. And this is just so dope. So, like, you know, like I said, any, any type of way I can support. Um, and show love like that. You got me. You I know what I'm saying? Never, never hesitate. Um, but to answer your question, right? Um, you know, and my friend, you know, my, my circle was like super dope, and they did allow me to kind of like I, I just I would kind of go to them. I'd be like, "Bruh," I was like, "Let me tell you what happened." You know, what I'm saying like, "Yeah, she," you know, we, you know, they they knew, you know, what I'm saying about the relationship, mm-hmm. and um, I was just like, "Yes, yeah, it's, it's over." She she just. She felt that it was time for us to end. And I was just like, damn, for real. I was like, yeah, just like, how you feel? I was just like, man, I just add this to that long line of BS that's been happening. You know right. what I'm saying? It, you know, it's, it makes sense for this to happen. Um, and, you know, it's probably one of the better things that needed to happen as well because that's less um, energy um, being exerted towards something that was kind of hindering. And not the relationship, but just... 
it's just another facet of like you can't even focus on you how you need to focus mm-hmm. so I wasn't truly upset like I, it was really just a matter of time and and I guess it was one of those things where it's just like I don't want to be the bad guy mm-hmm. no neither one of us wants to be the bad guy so that's that's what that really boiled down to but um you know it was never I never felt like I couldn't express myself um how I needed to now I didn't break down emotionally in terms of um like crying or anything just because I think at that point with everything else that was going on I was just numb like mm. all right just add it on it's just almost like acupuncture just put another needle you know what I'm saying in, mm. in the back or whatever and um to deal with it you know and, and again not saying that this was the best way but these are the ways that I did deal with it um was one I definitely slept a lot like I and I think that was a part of the depression piece was mm-hmm. me not wanting to do anything, really barely wanting to get dressed, really barely wanting to go anywhere. Uh, and plus, I was super broke. Like <laughs> I didn't want to feel like I had to spend money to do stuff to kick it and all mm-hmm. those things. And this is the Bay Area, and everything is a lot more expensive than it need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, it was actually forty dollars for a roundup. I mean, for a, a shape up or whatever. Yeah, so crazy. wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> so different things like that. Um, a lot of sleep and. California being the green state that it is, um, there's a lot of dispensaries, (laughs) and, you know, uh, I was introduced, you know, to that, that, um, you know, lifestyle of of indulging. Ain't Um, nothing wrong with that. At all. I'm an advocate. But I didn't want to use it as my therapy. I didn't want that to be like, that wasn't my, I didn't want to medicate myself. Right, right. But what I did find out that it did help with was when everything is going on, it felt like uh, a bunch of noise was just in my head. Mm. And it just, uh, so much was happening. But what that actually allowed me to do was calm my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I, I've created a routine. And it just really became very therapeutic in terms of just allowing me to kind of slow things down. So there's a process. Like, I would, you know, break down, I would put in a cone, and in the breakdown piece, it's, you know, you grind, you stuff, you light, you smoke, you sit outside. That was what I would do. And in doing so, it was something that just really, because I had to focus on each step, right? Mm-hmm. And as crazy as this may sound, to some it may sound crazy, but I, I think, you know, if you're, you know, if you're in it, you're in it, you know, but it really just, like, really allowed me to kind of level out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so it really helped me. I felt in terms of just calming my thoughts and giving myself time to process. So in that taking time to myself, because I had to, I had to recenter, I had to get back, you know, focused. So I would just go out on the porch. I would, you know, allow my, I mean, not on the porch, on the balcony and allow myself to, you know, have my moment. Mm -hmm. And in that moment I'm reflecting, I'm thinking, and it's just a process, you know, in and out, in and out, in Mm -hmm. and out. And it wasn't too, hide it was more so just to calm down so I wasn't you know smoking to like go to sleep or different things like that did you find sorry to cut you off no no no, you're good you're good did you find that when you weren't um under the influence or high as we say that those (laughs) those thoughts were back or those feelings and and emotions did you feel that they came back they were only suppressed when you were under the influence. Under the influence. Yeah. Actually, no, truth no? be told. Oh, okay. um, so I was, you know, and that was the thing. Like I said, I didn't want it to become a crutch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't use it as a crutch. So there were certain moments where if things were like crazy, 
I just I wouldn't touch it mm-hmm. because I didn't want it to seem like there was one thing that I think like as a kid like I, and I, not that I necessarily saw but something that I think I either heard about or read about or somebody told me about was just like you know people coming home and the first thing they do is grab a bottle mm-hmm. you know and sit down and take a drink and I was just like and that's like to deal with their problems and I was just like no I don't want to be that you know what I'm saying? I don't want to experience that so that was one of the things that I just was like okay be very cognizant in what you're doing you know so it was just like if things were just like super hectic I wouldn't necessarily smoke but like when I felt like I had an okay day mm-hmm. or you know like um I think uh it's a great way to um a great analogy to use actually comes from um, the tv show The Wire when they talk about uh a degree day so whether it's a 40 degree day a 50 degree day, 60 degree day. Mm-hmm. So anything above 50 to me is good. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, if this is a 60 degree day, I'll smoke. Mm-hmm. If this is a 40 degree day, let's get it to 60. And you know what I'm saying? Things right. like that. So it was just really like, you know, trying to, um, to, to really like just process like where I was, but being wise, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, and, and my usage, but also just knowing like, okay, it's not your crush. And like, even now, honestly, well, cause I'm not in Cali anymore. Mm-hmm. I haven't like really touched it like I would like to, <laughs> but you know it's it's one of those things where I'm just like okay I know I'm in control of this mm-hmm. like this isn't something that you know what I'm saying is a hindrance it isn't a crutch it isn't something that I I'm not dependent on it mm-hmm. so it was it was one of those things where it's just like okay cool this is an enhancement you know for the time being just mm-hmm. kind of like help me calm myself but nothing that was like. That wasn't my replacement. And right, it's still right, not right. my replacement, right. you know, to this day. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, a lot of people, um, surprising, well, actually, not really surprisingly, but it's it, Mary Jane, oh. okay? Weed is very medicinal. It, it really is. And, and there's some and For stigmas. many reasons, though, and not just for like your anxiety or no, your stress. At all. But, at you all. know, Aches, for, yeah. Things like that. And yeah. uh, um, speaking of which, not even to cut you off, but um, there was a young lady I had met out there, and she, would have uh, very bad cramps mm. around her time of the month. And so she would get um, this uh, CBD, it was like a, a cream or a pudding or something yeah. like that, and she would eat it. She was like, bro, like, it's just been smooth. Listen, I have a friend who encourages me every time on a monthly <laughs> basis to partake in the partaketh. Okay, <laughs> Make okay. it due to those yeah, issues alone sure. as opposed to, you know, take, like, popping pills or right, something. exactly. It is a lot more healthier. Yep. And I'm like, yep. uh, in the but, back of my mind, I'm like, I mean, I'm yep. going to take you up on that offer for real. Shout out to Kylie, like, <laughs> for sure. Shout out to Kylie. Oh, my gosh. That's great. That's amazing. So, um, what did what did the recovery process of bouncing back look like to you? Yeah, no, um, that's, I mean, you definitely said that you know, again, yeah. the the weed was, but it is, was that the only thing? No, 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 no. And uh, I can you know definitely lay it out um, for you a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was more so the I guess you could say that was kind of like my catalyst that kind of helped me get the ball rolling, right? Because I needed something to help me just like ease my mind, like mm-hmm. to clear myself, but. Also becoming like active and engaged and stuff. So, at, l- luckily, like I said, I've I've been very fortunate in a lot of different instances, and fortunate more so is around like opportunity, not necessarily a monetary thing, mm-hmm. but just a chance to do different things. So that summer, you know, after the uh, the summer, um, you know, leading after the the, the breakup and after the the job loss and stuff like that, I actually worked this um, summer program. Um, about an hour away from my apartment 
Um, but I had to live on this campus. Mm-hmm. And the summer program was, you know, working with, like, high school students and stuff like that. So with that, it allowed me to stay active where I, um, you know, was doing stuff daily. And I didn't have to necessarily sit in my thoughts and just sulk or just be – I didn't have to be in my room. I didn't even have to be in my neighborhood. Um, I didn't even have to use my car. But did it's you a, start that process in California, or did you have to move back to the East Coast? No, no, this was all in California. This, this all started in okay. California. So this is still summer 2018. Okay. I didn't move back here until June, the end of June uh, 2019. So this is, yeah, summer 18 was just a time of, even when I wanted to do, like, the job the job application process of, I need a job. I need to, you know, do all these things. And it was a little, you know, um, little nuggets that were being tossed my way that were, were of assistance that kind of helped build my confidence back. Um, but, you know, the summer program kept me busy, kept me engaged with other people and younger professionals, too. Um, so I was able to, you know, just be around a good type of energy and a different energy. So that helped a whole lot because if I just had to, like, spend the whole summer to self, then who knows, you know, how it may have led or who knows how much deeper I would have dove, you know, into what was going on. And the people I worked with, I didn't really, you know, engage or tell them too much, but, you know, my homies and stuff, like, they knew. Um, But it allowed me time just away from where I was. So the energy of, like, my room, because I'm sure, like, like I said, I was mostly sleeping or I was mostly, like, just chilling. And that energy, you know, could be changed. And that was key, was changing my location. Because it allowed me to get exposure somewhere else, away from everything else that's going on. And it's like an hour away. So it wasn't too far removed, but it was far enough away to where I'm like, okay, cool. I'm good here. Like, I can, you know what I'm saying, like, get myself back in order. Um, so from there, you know, I was able to also start landing a couple more interviews with jobs that I actually wanted. And, you know, I was getting offers. So I was just like, okay, I know I'm not a bad worker. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not a bad professional. It was just finding the right opportunity. And those jobs I didn't necessarily want um, once they actually did make an offer because I started to bet on me. And that's when I realized more of the things that I wanted and the things that I didn't want to do. And I didn't want certain types of um, responsibilities or I didn't want, you know, certain like less pay in some instances. And I was just like, it doesn't make sense for me to take such a huge loss based off of what I would be making. And I was just like, nah, I'm going to bet on me. I'm going to roll this way. So it was really just like changing my location, um, staying engaged um, in terms of like some type of activeness. Mm. Um, and even since that summer, like I think I ended up like losing like 20 pounds once I got back, wow. you know. And so that helped, too, was just, you know, staying active and right. being able to just I was eating a little bit better and I was just away and I had to subject myself to like campus life living <laughs> again. And so that was a huge, huge, huge adjustment. But it really helped me put a lot more things into perspective yeah. but also I was able to you know just kind of like figure out what I wanted to do next and I wanted to be very intentional um, about um, those uh, you know moments and those opportunities so you know thank goodness for all the things that took place because it did aid in me continuing on the road to recovery mm-hmm. but then the ultimate thing that really changed was me moving from um, California back to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest thing because it allowed me to be closer to my family. Mm-hmm. I was moving for a purpose, but also I knew the things that I didn't want to encounter again that I dealt with in California. So that was just huge, which is like being very intentional, being very um, driven, but also just being diligent and knowing that I'm trying to heal. This is the road mm-hmm. to recovery, and this is not 
you know, I'm not really in the mood of taking step back, steps back, you know, to where I was and just coming out of that darkness, really. You would say that was probably your biggest lesson going through this entire process is to not, well, to basically be close to what you know and, and necessarily or not necessarily making decisions without um, being intentional. Yeah, like definitely intentionality, I think, has been like the, the word. And I was doing things leading up to that that I was just, just very intentional about. Like uh, twenty going into 2019, I did a vision board for the first time. Mm. Um, and so it was a, a group of us, actually. So like I said, in the, in the Bay Area, especially in um, San Jose, not a lot of black folks so we Mm -hmm. created our own little community so some of the things that we did was just like development and things like that just amongst ourselves um which was so dope and so necessary man Uh, shout out to south bay turnip that's the name (laughs) of the little group um but they um you know we had this uh vision board party and one of the things that the lady who was facilitating she told us she said come up with a word um that you want um your 2019 um to be and, you know, we had to create, you know, our vision board based off around that word. So mine was definitely um, based around um, consistency mm-hmm. and um, uh, like something like around recovery. I can't remember the exact word. I'm, I'm tripping. I don't know how I forgot this, <laughs> but it guided my 2019. I'll say that for mm-hmm. sure. And so that really was one of the things where it's just like, cool, we're at the turn of a new year. Like I didn't even go out for New Year's that year. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to stay home, not because I'm sad, but because I really want to approach this new year in a different light, a different capacity. Wow. I got to make these changes. I love so it. I stayed home. I cooked for myself. I stayed home, cooked, smoked a little bit, right. you know what I'm saying, did what I did. Mm-hmm. But it was more so around the fact of, like, how do I want this year to go? What yes. are some things that I want to be around? What, you know, what is my intention? Yes. That is so good. Yeah, seriously. When you think about people who honestly just – uh, and I don't want to make it seem like it's a bad thing, but those flighted people, yeah, people absolutely. who just make decisions absolutely. like randomly, absolutely. And sometimes can be very harmful. I'm not saying that you can't, you know, live your best life out here and have fun, but you know, think about what it is that you're doing it for. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. And, and 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 to what you're saying, I completely agree. Mm. Like you can't. You can't just certain moves you just can't make without just, a plan. Yes, certain. You know, things, especially yes. as we get um, older and we start to accumulate more responsibility, mm. but also as we are just really establishing ourselves, we can't just make the same. We can't make decisions the same way how we did when we were fifteen, how mm. we did when we were twenty, how we did when we were twenty-five. Mm. It's like no, 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 no. I'm really trying to establish, you know, uh, uh, something for myself, you know, continuously. So it's just like oh. Um, you know, I have to move like this. I have mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, operate in a different capacity. But it was also like, what haven't I done before mm-hmm. in my approaching to in my approach to things? So now it's like, okay, let me try something different from my norm, and let me step outside of my comfort zone. And so that's really what it was. It was just like, nah, let me let me do what I need to do. And it was something that was sitting on me for a while, and I was just like, nah, let me actually use this time to actually do right. and be, you know, very intentional with what I'm you know, doing and, you know, making sure that, you know, I'm completely understanding um, or have a better idea of the direction that I'm trying to move in. So So I'm sure even with the vision board that you created, you know, there's people out there who always create vision boards and don't actually follow through. So I'm sure you had to make yourself accountable. How did you do that? Absolutely. Um, It was just, you know, little, like I, 
oftentimes when it comes to things like that, you think, oh, I got to set up, you know, things to be so dope and so ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I'm very uh, clear with measurable goals. Mm -hmm. Um, So things that I know that I can, I'm capable of doing. Like, it's almost like you don't want to out, you don't want to overstretch yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, in a sense of like, I know what I'm capable of. I know the direction I'm trying to go. Let me not necessarily I'm gonna aim high but I'm not gonna aim to something that's unattainable right now Mm. those things that are quote-unquote unattainable I know that I can hopefully reach them one day but let me do myself and like you can't you know run before you can crawl because you got to crawl to walk to run you know Mm -hmm, what I'm saying so mm -hmm. let me start in my my crawl space you know what I'm saying and then now I'm in my walking space now I'm ready to start running that's where I'm at, you know, with yeah. things. So, you know, just understand there's a progression that goes yeah. to it. And, yes, there's an end in mind to certain things, but you have to start, you know, at some particular point. I was telling someone one day that there's some sort of power behind making a plan and writing it down. <sighs> no, I'm not what? even joking. Yo, seriously. And I don't know what it is. It's something that when it's written down on paper or where it is, even if you put it away yeah. and you don't see it, yeah. you realize when you come back maybe four or five, six or a year later yeah. that all that stuff that's been on there, it may have not have taken two months, three months. Right. It may have taken six months right. to accomplish you've done it yeah yeah and i don't know what that is really that I because got you. you think to yourself like i for completely forgot that i even wrote that down uh-huh. but then subconsciously when you go back and look at it you're like yo i did that yeah and it, i didn't even realize that i it, did that yeah i just had a conversation like that really? um, not too long ago but that's actually a conversation i have with my students quite often um i encourage that yeah absolutely for anybody absolutely what that is though you're creating energy mm. by writing it down, right? And it's just like in the Bible, you know, mm-hmm. write a vision, make it plain. Yes. Uh, well, actually, I don't even know if that's in the Bible. <laughs> it is. I of, think, it is oh, yeah, because okay, they say it often in yeah, church, Okay, because right? it's, it's, it it's quite a few things that we say that's, <laughs> oh, that's in the Bible. No, that ain't in the Bible. You know, talk about some guy don't like ugly. That ain't in the Bible. That's just something preachers made up. But, oh, I mean, it's one of those things like, you know, write a vision, make it plain. Mm-hmm. So that's like pretty much what it goes to, where you're creating um, that energy but what you're also doing is you're holding the universe mm. accountable. You're putting things out into the universe. That's your deposit into the universe. That return of investment is what you wrote. You know what I'm saying? Like you wrote that down. So mm. like the universe is like, okay, you told me this. That's why it's all, people always say there's um, you know, power in words. Yes. So you have to be very mindful how you speak to yourself. Mm-hmm. How, oh, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. No. Nah. You're telling, that's creating energy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that's going to come back. Um, but in doing so, you're writing um, those things down. You're, you know, starting like this this ener- this chain of energy. And the universe is like, okay, I'm going to remind you of this thing that you put out there. That, that you said Exactly. Though, you exactly. won't even remember. And you won't. But at the time, yeah, there's going to be there. things that present themselves. Yeah. Uh. That's just like, oh, remember when you said these things. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just like, hold on. This, I wrote this down. Yeah. Oh, I said something about this. This, oh, this is yes. coming back to yeah. me. And so that's, that was key. And so that was one of the things um, to, to put, putting check marks, I think, for myself or, um, like pulse checks mm-hmm. was, you know, making sure that it was the same thing um, with apl- jo- applying for jobs. If I was in a bad mood, I wasn't going to apply for a job because mm-hmm. there's an energy that I'm putting into this job application where it's just like, oh, I don't feel like applying. I'm going to do it. 
Now, not to say I was perfect because I did take an interview for a job that I honestly, I forgot what I even <laughs> applied for. And I was just like, oh, I didn't even do the research like how I normally do mm-hmm. when it goes into uh, what you're calling. And of course, I didn't end up getting a job because I didn't put in the work for it. And I was just like, I can't even be mad at nobody but myself, mm-hmm. um, you know, in regards to that. But I was just like, never again will anybody ever get me like that because I'm going to be prepared and I'm yes. going to make sure that I'm intentional. Yeah, There's that word again. <laughs> about what I'm doing. And, um, you know, putting purpose behind things yes. and not just doing something just to do it, but because I know that this is better for me. So I love it. Oh my gosh, this is so great. For sure. I absolutely love it. <laughs> oh man, um, we are almost done. Okay. This is crazy. So, um, how do you feel as a black man the importance of therapy uh, to tackle mental instability of any sort, depression or anxiety, nervous breakdowns? You said again that you wanted to find someone for you specifically, but do you think that everyone needs that? Or do you feel that some people can speak to their friends and be okay? Some people can, you know, go out to, uh, you know, to cope in their own way. Yeah. Um, Let me just say this. Nigga. Oh (laughs) my God. Yo, I think everybody needs to find some type of healthy therapy. Um, so it may not, your therapy may not be, you know, going to a couch. An and, actual professional. Yeah, exactly. It may right. not be going to an actual professional sitting on a couch and, mm. you know, spilling your guts. Yours could be something, but it has to be healthy. Yes. Whether it's maybe, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I might actually be wrong because I'm thinking about, um, TV show This Is Us. Okay. And my man. Um, I don't watch it. No. But. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so a, a little it. background, right? Okay. So the, one of the main characters, Randall, uh, the black guy, um, he uh, he deals with anxiety. Okay. He's very healthy. He's very in shape. He runs marathons. This helps him like calm his mind. He does a lot of like jogging. He takes very good care of himself, mm-hmm. but he still needs therapy. Mm-hmm. So I think you have to p- maybe pair the two. Mm-hmm. So yes, do something that helps you channel your energy. Uh, accordingly, but also make sure that you are seeking that professional help because mm-hmm. they're professionals for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. They're like you, like you don't just go and get. Oh, I got this piece of paper. I'm just gonna sit here on this couch and not help nobody. No, like, come, like I does this. You right, know what I'm right, saying? Right. I'm here to assist you, but you have to find the right person for you. Mm-hmm. To my understanding, like, you know, um, listening to a lot of different podcasts as on top of this lovely transparency <laughs> one on one. Um, you know, one of the things that I hear about is the importance of it's, it's a process. It's one of those things where you're not going to get it on the first person that you speak to when it comes mm-hmm. to therapy. Sometimes it may take a few sessions, but you also know what works for you and what you need. But prior to going to a therapist, and that was my big thing, too, is making sure I knew what I wanted before I decide to go to someone. So now I'm in the process of, mm-hmm. you know, doing my, my seeking out and saying, hey, you got sessions, mm-hmm. can I come in, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, so making sure you know what you want out of it, mm-hmm. what you're looking for. So you have to, again, be intentional, but also put a purpose behind things. Um, but, you know, pairing the two. So putting doing something healthy, um, like, you know, with, with your energy, whether it could be, you know, going for, like, long walks, whether it's working out, whether mm-hmm. it's eating a good meal, um, you know, more often than you're eating a bad meal. Yeah. Um, you see, I got my little green juice. So right. I'm trying to, you know, start <laughs> off the week good, Sunday fun day. <laughs> um, but also making sure that 
you have those circles around you. So it's it's you're creating a community almost. Mm-hmm. You got your therapist, you got your healthy activity, and the people around you. You just want to make sure that you keep good energy, mm-hmm. making sure that people that allow you the space to, if you need to vent, allowing you to vent, but also knowing that you can't just emotionally dump on people mm-hmm. and expect them to be okay. Like, you got to make sure those spaces are cool. Like, hey, is it okay if I tell you what's going on? There's so much happening that I just need to get this out. Mm-hmm. Make sure that space is created. Don't just expect people to have that. Mm-hmm. Be mindful of other people because mm-hmm. you don't know what they're going through, mm-hmm. right? So it's really just creating uh, a uh, environment, the atmosphere, and it's, it's all, like, steps and processes. So, so, and for me, this is what I'm seeing. You know, it may work differently for other people, but I think those are some keys yeah. to kind of, like, help in the process. So. And and it doesn't hurt, depending on a person's preference, an occasional weed smoke uh, every now and then. Not at all. Not at all. And if you don't then. like smoking, they make some wonderful gummies right. that can assist you. An occasional, you know. An occasional gummy. And just make sure that the dosage is low. Right. Because you don't right. want to be climbing off the wall. <laughs> oh man, this was really good. No, nah, this really was. This was fun. This and this episode. is also therapeutic as well because good. it's been a little minute since I've talked fully mm-hmm. about everything and posted everything out. But I think that's key. Having those conversations, putting everything out there, mm-hmm. but also being able to look back, reflect, see where you've come from yes. and use that as, as also measuring, you know, Rod um, on, as Glory. well in the process. So, come on, you know, him. man, thank, thank God for, <laughs> for just real, sanity, but thank God for spaces, for people, all those good things. Yes. Too as well, so. That's amazing. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you, do you have any takeaways, but I think you pretty much nailed um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of them on the head. I wrote down a few. Yeah. I mean, no, knowing where you are and what makes you tick. Yeah, even seriously. what does not make you happy. Yeah, like seriously, oh, my never stay somewhere where you're unhappy and not, and not in the vanity sense of, oh, this person doesn't make me smile. This person doesn't make me laugh. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, are you being taken care of? Like, is your soul being, like, nurtured around these people? Mm-hmm. Whether it's, again, platonic uh, friendships, romantic relationships, right. um, even familial relationships. Like, yeah. you, you know, so often, you know, we think because somebody is blood, um, we have to we have some type of like undying loyalty to them. Mm. But it's like, and if this is at the sake of, you know, me being loyal to you means that I have to erase myself Woo. or, you know, whatnot, then no, I can separate, you know what I'm saying, myself from that. Yes. So that's one thing that I've learned over time. And sometimes I might even be a parent, mm. you know, and, and I don't think we oftentimes talk enough about that, but we have to understand that, you know, mm, I love my peoples, I love my parents, but, if it don't add up like this, my time around is going to be less and less. Mm-hmm. And you have to be okay with that. Of course, it's, it, you know, it's always, oh, you're being disrespectful. No, 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 no. I'm protecting my whole self yes. so that I can show up in ways that are necessary mm-hmm. so when I come around, it doesn't look crazy. So Come on. You know, we just got to be mindful of those things. I love but. it. <laughs> Understanding where it takes or what kind of can trigger depression. Yes. A blow after blow. Yes. Uh, many rain down moments. Yes, like that yes, cloud yes. over you. Oh my you gosh. It's, it's real. Can definitely it's... <laughs> trigger <laughs> uh, a bad downfall Absolutely. of depression. Absolutely. And like um, feelings of doubt or insecurity may also be a trigger. Definitely. And you know that, that loss Constant. of confidence. Yeah, loss that of confidence. Loss of confidence is key. You know, and that affects so many other things. And thank goodness I have friends that, you know, would you know, work on trying to boost me up, but also they weren't forcing me to do 
anything. They weren't like, oh, snap out of it, mm-hmm. or man, you tripping, or you wild. It's just like, nah, like I need my moments. Like, just give me my moment of, right. you know, acknowledging where I am, you know, realizing it, assessing it, but also I can move. You know, what I'm saying I can navigate, but just give me my moment. That's just that's all I ask moment. for. Just give me my moment, right. and you know, let me have it. And sometimes it's just like, nah, let me be emotional mm. for a minute. Let me have my day. I'll check on me. But I'll be back. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? But, just right. get, but it was never, and I never got to a point where I was thinking of um, ending my life or anything like that. It mm-hmm. was just, just sh- I just need to shake this, mm-hmm. you know, because I know my life, what my life is like without this being here. And so I'm just trying to get back to that point of where I can see, you know, back with the, the light, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Back in the sunshine and whatnot and away from the darkness and out from under this cloud. Right. So that's where I'm trying to get back to. Yeah. And that's the thing that's key is just, Kind of like vision, uh, people say you always have to vision yourself at the end of something mm-hmm. and seeing what it is. So the more that you vis- envision yourself at the end of whatever this is, then you can kind of like it, it gives you like those um, those uh, checkpoints of I don't have to stay here. You know what I'm saying? So yes. that's that's one thing I think is key. It's just like vision, uh, envision yourself at the end or out of what it is that you're going through, but also know that the work doesn't stop either. It's ongoing constantly. So. Nice. That's amazing. So I'm going to end this by, you know, providing a wonderful quote to a song, We Fall Down, hey, but we get up. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. And it does take work, but also, you know, time to reflect on everything. So Absolutely. I appreciate you again for taking the time out. You done traveled all the way from Maryland for yeah, your girl. Man. Hey, man, that's the homies. <laughs> like I said, when I say this is my homie. Nah, I, this is it's all 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 love, you know. What I'm saying I've told you before. I say this, you know, not even no no cap, you know. what I'm saying, but like I said, anyway, I can support you. Anything you need, you know. What I'm saying I love your personality. I love just you as a person. Love seeing like how you've grown. You know, what I'm saying from the youngin to like this this lovely young woman that's just like amazing. So it's always been love. Always been good people to be around, and I'm glad I could do this. And thank you for the opportunity. Yes, for sure. I really appreciate you. I appreciate awesome. who you are as well, and always being transparent i think that was the 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 thing within with our friendship for the most part we were always very honest with each other with what was going on you know so um i can definitely appreciate you for that you don't have many people in your life like that yeah no that's just key it is key for sure man so shout out to darren moore again for being with us today um, for those who are listening, you can find this episode once I post it, okay? Um, I am on SoundCloud officially, Spotify officially, and Apple Podcasts officially. Okay. I actually might think, it's I'm not dope. right, you're here to run it's down. <laughs> um, I might actually take down my YouTube. I know my last episode I said that I had a YouTube. <laughs> I'm really not that active on there, to be honest. So, yeah, that might come down. Um Going forward, oh, uh, also, um, shout out to my creative director, Manali, and the main man with the plan, Blake Saunders, uh, who is the engineer and the uh, producer of Transparency 101. We are moving on up, okay? (laughs) Hey, don't forget to give him your IG to follow your page. I will, I will. 
Make oh, sure. definitely. What is your um? Do you if you want to also uh, take uh, give out your handle? You yeah, no. Um, I, psh, I, I, right now I'm in like a little mini sabbatical <laughs> from um, Instagram. I, I just and that's erased okay. the app. Listen, I just erased the app off my phone. It's still the page you is still do up. That too. But um, if you choose to follow, I mean, I don't be posting much of nothing. You know what I'm saying? And it takes a while for me to post. But if you just want, to, if you're just interested in, you know, what I'm saying, knowing a little bit more about me, um, check me out, uh, Mister Four. Fantastic. Um, it's M R F T A S T I Q. Um, that's it. I wonder if I need to change the handle. I think I had that since like since <laughs> it's okay, way back. but, you know, but it is, it's it easy for people to find you. That yeah, way, that is you know? it is true. And um, yeah, just um, holler at your boy. Follow me. Show some love. Whichever. Um, I'll I'll be sure to respond. It's a private page, but you know it is what it is. Yes, um, for sure. Yeah, man. Love, light, and and peace to all the people out there, man. For sure. Love it. I love it. Thanks, guys, for listening in. And that is a wrap for episode three. Hey. <laughs>